Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of our God. Thank you, Lord, for a powerful teaching last night. You pouring out your wisdom and understanding into us. You showing us the value and how to build that relationship with you. To take you seriously. We thank you, Father, that you have called us again here to be with you. You do not want us to go out of your sight, knowing that we are weak and vulnerable. You want to equip us with everything that we need for this life. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. You bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies so that we have sufficiency for ourselves and are equipped enough to bless others too. We thank you, Father, that you set us a role model through Jesus of how the ideal Adam should be. So that every Adam, each one of us, might follow that footstep, might once again be able to reconnect with you and walk with you in the shade of the trees like the first Adam did. Asking in your glory, enveloped in your love, your grace with the hedge of defense around each one. And we thank you, Father, that you call each of us by name here to be with you. You give us this opportunity, this privilege, which so many do not have, to be in your presence, presence of the King of Kings, the Creator, of the universe. Father, as we come to you, we surrender ourselves for all our limitations, for all our sins, for all the iniquity thoughts that we have in our mind, thoughts to harm others, for all the times that we have let you down, for all the times we have let others down, for all the times we have hurt you, we have hurt others and we have hurt ourselves as well. For all the times we have fallen short of your expectation. For all the times that we didn't clearly understand what you want to tell us. We ask for forgiveness, Father. We ask for your mercy. That mercy which you renew for us every day out of your everlasting love. We ask for the strength, for the wisdom, for the understanding to rise again. through your grace and with that understanding that you give us to turn away from all our sinful ways. And when we are with you here this morning, Father, the peace that you share, we share that peace, that joy that only comes from you that is way above our understanding but works in ways that are beyond all kinds of challenges that face us. We want that every one of us that calls on your name should experience that peace, Father. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, 
and we share your peace with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. We share your peace and joy with all those that have no one to pray. With all those that are called by your name and don't know you, have never had that exposure or experience of getting to know you. And all those that have by choice refused to know you, that continue to live in ignorance, in darkness, that have turned away from you like we once did as well, and do still sometimes when we sin. But every such veil of ignorance of darkness, of false knowledge, of every lie that has been told to them, be torn apart. But every mountain standing in their way, blocking their view and their understanding of you, be cut down. That they are able to see you, they are able to make the decision to turn towards you, to know you and in knowing you, to love you. To return back to their father. We thank you, Jesus, that you are here with us and you hear us. So, as we pray, we call on the name of our God, our Father, our Maker, who is the lifter of men, the one who is ever faithful, who dwells in the midst of the cherubims. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. And we pray in the name of Jesus, the Son. The one who taught us to have faith. The word himself, who is our righteousness. It is through his sacrifice. That we are no longer under judgment of law, but we come under his grace, whereby the Father is willing to look upon us with mercy. We pray in the name of Jesus, the word himself, the truth, the way and the life, the sheep gate, the door to the Father. In him is light and in him is life. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of light, the spirit of life. The one who quickens us from a situation of death to a situation of eternal life. It is through him we receive revelation. It is through his conviction that we are able to make that decision to turn away from difficult situations that would cause us to sin. He is the spirit of victory, the spirit of El Shaddai, our comforter, our guide, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby, our advocate, the God who came down from heaven to make his tabernacle in our body. That this body might be transformed from being one that was used to sin to being one that is now a temple that continuously offers incense and builds on his relationship with the Father. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of life 
And there are so many that have not had this privilege to see this day. We thank you for adding that bonus time to our life where we are able to look upon all the mistakes we have made and make that conscious decision and effort by renewing our minds through your word to turn away from all the sinfulness that is in there, from all the darkness that is in our lives, to receive your incorruptible seed and to renew our life. We thank you, Father, for blessing us with the gift of family, of friends, with angels and destiny helpers. Every single one of these that you have placed in our life to ensure that we have fulfillment, to ensure that we have sufficiency, that we have joy, that we have peace in all areas, to help us fulfill all that you have ordained in our plan for this life. We thank you, Father, for all your provisions that you make for us for the graces that you are ever willing to pour on us, for your mercy that you renew for us every day, for your love in which you have loved us in an everlasting way. That you are not impatient with us, but are ever willing to stretch out your hand to pull us up. The minute we are repentant and we want to have a change of heart, to renounce all that we know to be wrong, and against your will, every disobedience, that we leave it behind in that part of our life through renewing with your knowledge, your wisdom, will become something that we will never return to, incorruptible. We thank you, Father. Yesterday, we reflected on our pursuit of vain glory the things of our life that do not add any value. In our Bible study last night, we looked at taking God seriously. Today, I'd like us to reflect on what our life should be based on. The kind of life that Paul was teaching the Ephesians. And I would recommend a reading of the entire chapter 4 of his letter to the Ephesians. But in particular, in this reflection, I'll highlight verses 17 to 19, where it is written, So this I say, and solemnly affirm together with the Lord, as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live, in the futility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. And this is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them. Because of the hardness and insensitivity of their heart, and they, the ungodly, in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfeeling, have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that their desires may demand. 
each one of us has a choice to make for our lives. The Gentile life or the godly life. Which one would we choose? The Gentile life is based on the ways of the world, rooted in the flesh. And he calls it the futility or wastefulness of the mind that cannot comprehend. One whose moral understanding is darkened. They can't tell good from bad, right from wrong. It is not given to them to understand the mysteries of the word of God. But to those who live the godly kind of life, to them is given understanding of these mysteries. But to others, they appear merely as parables. As Jesus taught his disciples in Luke 8 verse 10, where he said to them, it is given to you to understand, but the others won't. Or as Paul describes them in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 7, as ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The lives of the ones that live a godly life are based on Joshua 1 verse 8, who depend on the book of the law and observe to do study it, observe to do according to all that is written in it, so that their way might be made prosperous and they might have good success. And on Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 13, which speaks of listening to God's commands and observing to do accordingly. So they both speak the same thing. And when that is done, blessings shall chase them, is what the Bible says. How? That is by engaging the principles given to them in the word. And with this understanding that is given to them, by using that clear understanding and engaging the principles or the mysteries that God reveals only to the ones he chooses to. Or as 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 puts it, by using the power of God. And so the key question here is, is it enough to be born again? You have repented and God has had mercy on you. Your problem that you were crying for has been solved for now. What will your next move be? It is this choice that you make that decides what will happen in your life ahead. Will you choose the godly life and engage in the word which will only bring blessings? Or will you go back to your old ways? The Gentile lifestyle. The very reason that got you into that problem. Because the choices that you made led you to that problem. Here are a few truths that I'd like us to ponder over this morning. What you do not know in the word will not work for you. Faith works based on an understanding of the word. It is not superstition. Number two, when you don't take God seriously, he won't take you seriously either. 
and should we then expect him to answer your prayer? We have seen this in last night's Bible study session on taking God seriously. What you sow, that you will reap. Galatians 6 verse 8 says, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. The Gentile kind of life. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will, lead, will reap eternal life. The godly life. And that eternal life is not something that we will receive after we die. It is not about, oh, after I die, I will go to heaven. It is living the kingdom life here on earth while we live. When we sow a Gentile lifestyle, we will receive its worth, that is corruption and discussion and destruction. Number four, it is not enough to count yourself saved when you are born again. It is a new life and must be lived in a new way, on new principles. Those principles are what is written in the word. In order to live it on those principles, we must know what they are. So it is important to read. And number five, do not just be readers of the word. Great in revelation, but lacking in result. We must strive for results, for signs and wonders. We must be doers of the word. And that is faith in action. Action on what is written, what is the written will of God. That will of which he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass which means that word which is written in his book shall not fail, but shall perform all that it is sent to perform. Am I going to be a doer of what that word says, knowing that it cannot fail? Or do I still need convincing is a question each of us must look at for our own lives of faith. And if there is still a doubt, let me use Hebrews 10 verses 26 to 31 from the NIV to explain this. If we deliberately, this is from verse 26 now, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. I'll stress on the start of that line again. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses, that is the book of the law, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them 
Krishna is talking about people that are already sanctified and saved. And who has insulted the spirit of grace. The one who is born again and continues to live in sin. Verse 30. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive grace this morning to make a decision and to start studying the word of God, to start studying your book of law, not out of fear of judgment, but more so to understand your provision that you have made for us. For when we say in Philippians 4.19, my God shall provide all my needs in accordance with his riches. We must understand what is the provision made and how is he going to provide for all my riches. He won't just drop it from heaven. But he gives us his principles. Whereby if we live in accordance with those principles and we apply them, as it is written in Joshua 1.8. We observe to do according to all that is written in them. In Deuteronomy 28.1-14 gets activated. All the blessings that you have listed for us in this book. Shall come and fall into our lap. When we listen to your commandments. And we observe to do according to all that is written in it. We ask for that in this understanding, Father, of your abundance, your ways to achieve and to remain in that abundance. To walk humbly with you in the spirit. Knowing that this is the life that we have been called to. The life in the kingdom. The kingdom way of life, the godly life. To turn away from all that is based on every kind of Gentile tradition that we have followed. Every way of the flesh. We receive that grace this morning, this Father. And we make that decision to turn around. We ask for this edification in our spirit this day. That that hunger for your word shall overtake the desire for everything else. The hunger for your word shall overtake our desire for social media, for television, for entertainment. Knowing that they all have a part and a place in our life, but not to the extent that we are ignoring you and we are ignoring the time that we should be dedicating to you. Not to the extent where it then becomes idolatry and has destroyed our prayer life. We are rendered prayerless and powerless. 
Satan has won a victory without even fighting us. I pray, Father, that the eyes of many of us are opened this day to that truth and are filled with that hunger for your word that we are able to live a balanced life, we are able to live a life in abundance and in dominion that you have planned for us. Where we are in control and we are not depending on anything or anyone else and anything in the flesh. The only one we depend on is you, our Father, our Shepherd. And as we pray for that growth and transformation in our spirit, a renewal, we pray also, Father, for our physical and our temporal needs, for all the prayer requests that have been made on this group. We pray for all those that are battling the spirit of infirmity and all kinds of affliction, life-threatening diseases, all those that are hospitalized or will undergo hospitalization or any kind of procedures and checks this day. It is by your stripes and by your wounds that your healing was released, Lord. We declare that healing over their lives in your mighty name, Jesus. We curse every spirit of infirmity that has afflicted the lives of the ones that we now pray for. We rebuke them and we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we cast that spirit of infirmity out of these lives right now into the lake of fire and sulfur. We lose your healing through your precious blood, God, so that there is restoration that there is rebuilding, that there is a miracle in all those lives which have lost hope. We release our faith, Father, together in our prayer of agreement. We pray also for all families that are battling all kinds of forces of separation, division, divorce, infidelity, violence and abuse. We cover them by your precious blood, Lord. For you, Jesus, our love. We invite you once again into these homes so that when your love enters, every element of hatred must leave. Every spirit that backs that hatred, that separation, that misunderstanding, we curse them in the name of Jesus and we compel them to leave right now. We cast them out of these homes and forbid them from returning to any of these in the name of Jesus. The cap that is created there, Father, the void, we seek to fill by your word. I ask for a building of that hunger in the spirit for your word and your presence, Lord. So that when your presence fills that home, the atmosphere changes to one of love. When your word fills that home, the atmosphere changes to one of abundance. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds over their lives. That can't seem to shake it off their nature. 
those fighting addictions, compulsive behaviors, mental disorders, all kinds of discriminatory thoughts, either on self or on others. We come against every such thought, every such spiritual wickedness in a high place that seeks to keep your people oppressed in anxiety, in depression, in any kind of bondage. We declare a breaking of every such chain in the name and under the authority of Jesus. Father, we ask for a fresh pouring of your anointing straight from the East Gate into these lives so that as we anoint them in your name, they receive freedom through the spirit of liberty. Let the underlying root cause of every such anxiety and depression that has led people to go into alcoholism or drug addiction, let that root cause be revealed and a solution be provided, Father. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of challenges in their finances, in their jobs, in their businesses, in their incomes. All those that are struggling to pay their bills. Father, through that hunger for your word, I pray that your mysteries be revealed to each one. That we are able to make that conscious decision through an understanding of your words that are mentioned in Luke 6.38. It is through giving that we receive. It is through pardoning that we are pardoned. It is through loving that we overcome all kinds of hate. Give and it shall be given unto you. And your word also says there is he that scatters and yet increases. And there is he that withholds close to his chest for himself and yet tends to poverty. Help us understand the mysteries in your word, Father. Make the decision to act on them this day so that there is transformation, so that there is increase in every area of our life. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. We now connect with you in our spirit. Praying in the gift that you have given us, the gift of tongues. Knowing that when we make this prayer with you, in agreement with the Holy Spirit, the miracle worker himself, the way maker, that prayer must be an answered prayer. Father, we release our faith. We tap into the energies of Zion. We come with an expectation of an answer, of a manifestation of our miracle. I invite everyone that can pray in tongues to unmute and to join in as we make this our prayer of agreement. Believing we have received, as is said in Mark 11, 23, 24, believing we have received and it shall be ours. 
Let us pray in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara Baba Yadas Kadia Lara Shelerajan
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanine is attending this session through YouTube and she has sent a message, which is the word from the Lord. It says, the joy of the Lord is upon you. Dance for joy, my children. This is the word from Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have another reflection that has been shared in the chat. This is from the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verses 15 to 17 where it is written by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God 
continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that in our personal prayer, you speak to each one of us individually and you are filling us with your spirit. That there is a fresh hunger for your word to know you more, to come closer to you, to walk with you, to build our relationship with you. And through that hunger, we are able to overcome every limitation in our life through a renewing of our mind based on an understanding of the word that you give us. And we are able to share what you reveal to us with our brothers and our sisters that their lives might also be changed for the better. That they are able to receive their salvation. And in turn, by sharing the wisdom that you give us with each other, we are able to hold hands and walk into the abundance that you have kept for us. We thank you, Father. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor, that unmerited love for us, that he is ever willing to pour out that grace that then chases us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend.